Hello, Faith McQuinn here, your host at Epic, Realm's action-adventure channel. Get ready to crest the final hill on this space roller coaster because this is the final episode of Marigold Breach. The last seven episodes went by so fast, but, you know, they do say time flies when you're fleeing from space soldiers. Thankfully, you don't have to flee from anything as you hear from our sponsors. Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening, and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Joel Dane, Jamila Jamil, and Manny Jacinto took us on one hell of a journey. A crashing spaceship, a co-op full of space hippies, the moving military installation of an oppressive regime, and an epic love story. It has been incredible. So let's see where it all leads. I'm your host, Faith McQuinn, and this is Marigold Breach, Episode 8. You find any records? I'm detecting synchrosymmetric geometries within a projective... Dumb it down a little. It's like an umbilical cord, Lucan. Elements of my mother self, like a wave packet conduit. Are you trying to locate your host or connect with her? If we connect, finding her is simple. Grant me permission. Well, what are you talking about, grant you permission? To seize the full processing power of your brain. She's asking to control my entire mind. To transform me into an object for her use. Caution. Do not allow. Flashes across my brain. Ha! Fuck you, automated message. I gave myself to Ven a long time ago. <sighs> yes, Ven. I surrender. Absolutely. And I shrink into a single point in an immense void. I'm a speck of dust in the desert. N- no. I'm a gnat. On a craggy mountainside, the peak looms above an enormous monolith that swallows the horizon. Seconds pass, then minutes, hours, days, months. Help me. Then returns me to myself again, at least partially. I'm still alone in the shadow of that jagged peak, but I'm also Team Lucan again. Struggling to comprehend a request. She's building a causeway to her host, one grain of sand at a time. And if she fails, she'll be dashed apart, 
like a sandcastle swept away by the surf. It hurts to even imagine what she's doing. So fuck imagination. I give everything I have. Everything I am to Ven. And... Sit, Rep Van. Tell me you're okay. Brace yourself, my love. Crash impact is projected as... What? Fatal. I'll dampen your pain. No, 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 no. Keep me alert. If we only have two minutes. I want two minutes together. We knew how this would end when we changed sides. Targeting anti-orbital battery, returning fire. It's... No, no, no. It's too close to the settlement. We don't... We don't do that anymore, Ben. We decided. You decided. But I'm losing you. I can. I can almost see it. A, a cottage in the, in the meadow. Eyes open, adjunct. Lucan. Lucan. I need the full processing power of your brain. Grant me permission for unlimited infiltration. Yeah. Granted, Van. Always. Transfer begun. Twenty-five percent. Yeah. There is a solution, but I can't preserve everything. We will lose our memories, our... Do it. Just do it, then. Do it. 45%. Stay with me. Marigold-class cruiser, prep trauma unit, bay 4, anticipate high-velocity entry. Lucan, stay with me. I'm... I'm always with you, my captain. My partner... My love, there is nowhere else. 65%. I only wish I could hold you one more time. 85%. 85%. Transfer incomplete. Transfer incomplete. Oh, override triggered. I'm coming with you, Luca. I'm still here. Just sleep now. Sleep. I've got Transfer incomplete. Transfer incomplete. I know. We'll finish this later. <sighs> I snapped back to reality outside the medical capsule. 219 seconds passed during my fugue and Ven still hasn't hacked the data. I'm not trying to hack the data. So what the Gehenna are you trying to do? Focusing on forging a link to my host location, just a single unbreakable point of overlap. And after you connect, you'll get all the answers? No. What? Why not? Because we're out of time. The homesteaders have arrived. What? I'm showing you clips I retrieved from Marigold security monitors. Nearly defunct tech, but still accurate. I see Hester's crawler idling outside the crater. Then a few seconds of Illashiva speaking with Izzy. Odile, Mir, and a few others. Fuck. When was that? Two minutes ago. What are they doing here? Instead of answering, Ven fast-forwards to Elushiva leading the group into the crash site. Esther's missing. Probably still at the crawler. My scans don't find her. The homesteaders walk openly through the wreckage, wearing Faraday suits and oxygen veils. Well, except for Izzy. His cracked skin is protection enough. What? 
What are they doing? Endangering themselves. The homesteaders ignore the scrubjack vehicle, ignore the clamor of Zizikin raising the drone casings, and... Ah, uh, where'd they go? Find them. The video skips, then shows me the three Zizikins moving to intercept the homesteaders in the clearing at the medical capsule, not 15 meters from me. I'm now advancing toward the present time. Then enhances my auditory input. I can hear Izzy talking to Lashiva. This is where Lucan came from the first time we saw him. That's the medical capsule over there. So, how do we... The Zizikin glide into the clearing. Their haws target one homesteader, then another. An old strategy to keep a crowd frightened. Except, homesteaders don't scare that easy. We're unarmed, Scrubjack. We came to speak with you. You came at the risk of further contamination. Life is contamination. Unlike massacring the innocent, which is... The Zizikin swipes at Odile, slashing a bloody curve along their arm with a forearm blade. You done getting our records? I haven't started. What the sack? Are you connected? Yes, but I'm still reinforcing the correlation between myself and my host to ensure... How long do you need? Not more than a hundred seconds. What? What aren't you telling me? Later. One of the Zizikin points their high to Lashiva. Speak. We came. We were following a beacon to your base when we... Following why? We came to ask you to release Luca. Why? Because life is precious. Continue. There's no reason to take irreversible action. Let's discuss this without weapons. Without violence. Like... Like you did it with Sardia. You murdering melt holes. I hope you... Easy, no! <laughs> A hostock smashes Izzy in the stomach, doubling her over. The Gigi King beats her to the ground. She whimpers and crawls away from the blows toward the medical capsule, toward my hiding place. A rifle fires from the shadows, a quick burst that catches the Gigi King in the side of the head. There's Hester. Hester's rounds flatten against the battlesuit fibers, then tumble into the powdery haze on the ground. The Gigi King pivots unhurtly, unhurt, to return fire. Then flicks me a single image of Hester, raised in a stateroom doorway as the roof collapses onto her. Wait! We want to talk to your commander. That is no longer possible. Listen, listen to me. There's no reason for anyone else to get hurt. That too is no longer possible. Still clenching the wounded arm, Odile steps forward. <sighs> We're not gonna fight you. That is acceptable. Odile's leg ruptures at the knee and Mir is sliced in half. The laser pulse sweeps toward the rest of the homesteaders when Ven's solution blooms in my mind. Are you sure? Yes. The price is... One we're willing to pay. Gehenna, darling, you're eager. Since when do we listen to me? Listen, I don't know if there are things we won't do anymore, but there are things we won't accept. Then triggers the medical capsule's self-destruct mechanism. Gigi Keen spin toward the noise an instant before a shockwave floods through the open airlock. The blast isn't strong enough to hurt anyone, just enough to blow a billion dead nanoparticles into the air. The dust reduces visibility to a few centimeters. Then clears my vision, and I run into the clearing, 
I duck toward Izzy and snatch her K-stick with my left hand while I fire my arc pistol three times with my right. I'm not trying to hit Gigi Keen, just keeping them focused on me instead of the homesteaders. Except they backtrace my shot too fast. I drop into a diving roll. Yeah. Fucking Meltals, you killed Mir! <sighs> I surge to my feet behind the delicate faced Gigi Keen and fire twice at the featureless one. Who fires back but misses, afraid of hitting her squad mate. <sighs> Remember, their suits shrug off high energy attacks. Time for some old fashioned blunt force trauma. As the delicate one spins toward me, I stab Izzy's case stick between bands of the battlesuit at his armpit. <laughs> the injured Gigi Keen's suit squeals, notifying his squad of his critical status. Ah! Finally, a lucky strike. That's not luck. That's suit depletion. Two remaining Zhizhikin approaching. Target sighted. The Zhizhikin with a scarred face retracted her helmet enough to track me with her naked eyes. She's stronger and faster than me, but she doesn't have Ven enhancing her senses in this dust storm. Still, she nearly gets me with a wrist blade. <laughs> I block with my arc pistol and fire at her ribs, which doesn't do anything but leave a smudge. Shit. The Zhizhikin follows through with a flurry of blows that I block with my K-stick and arc pistol. Until I don't. Ven enhances my reflexes and I barely escape being disemboweled. I shove my pistol between the bands of the battle suit and fire once before another blow knocks me backward. The Zhizhikin takes aim at my chest. Center of mass. Even with Ven's help. This is a textbook kill shot. You stopped time again. Perhaps I should tell you now. Because later is looking unlikely. Because you should know who you are. I thought you didn't get our records. I thought we blew them up with a capsule. I didn't, and we did. However, that doesn't mean I learned nothing. Adjunct TM Lucan XC541A. You fought in the war. The war's been over for 80 years. Closer to 90. Wait. I... I fought in the war. Be because... Because that isn't a medical capsule. It's a stasis capsule. A reparative stasis chamber, which roused us after decades of treatment. That's what caught everyone's attention. You're telling me we were in there for 90 years? Station constructed five heat ships to end the war. Each was captained by a human mind uploaded into a command matrix. Each was paired with an adjunct. You're a ship. You're a person who became a ship. I'm... I'm a ship. You crashed when the fleets dropped from the sky. Yes. That's your host? Your mind is uploaded into a battleship? Yes, I ejected you and this version of myself directly into the Marigold. I mean... Perhaps I limited our memory to give us an opportunity to start again in the future. So I was right all along about forgetting the past and making new lives here. Well, I said perhaps. Let me have my little victories. I mean, who were you before you became a ship and who was I? No idea. As you said, we blew up the records along with the medical capsule. I pieced this together from scraps. So you're a heat ship and I'm a hundred years old. Yes. You survived the crash. I mean, the other you, the ship you. You crashed somewhere, you're, you're damaged. You don't know your own location, and now once Gigi Keen pulls the trigger, we'll never find you. But on the bright side, you were right about another thing too. 
I was. You and me. We're not new to each other. We're a bonded pair. Joined at the root. This episode of Epic is brought to you by Wild Grain. I want you to take a moment and imagine the smell of fresh baked sourdough bread filling your house. Or maybe it's croissants, if that's more to your liking. Now, what if I told you that you could get this delicious experience without covering yourself in flour and without leaving your house? Well, you can if you order from Wild Grain. What's Wild Grain? Well, it is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box. You get sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and pastries that go from your freezer to your oven and ready to serve in 25 minutes or less. I just got my first box and it had three different sourdough loaves, biscuits, croissants, and two different kinds of pasta. I made the orange cranberry biscuits right away and I cannot tell you how wonderful my house smelled and they tasted even better. Scallops and Wild Grains Fresh Fettuccine is on the menu for this week, and I plan to pair it with the olive oil ciabatta loaf. (sighs) Doesn't that sound so good? If you're a carb lover like me and you want good carbs free of preservatives and artificial colors and flavors, then you'll want to get a subscription right away. And now you can fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com epic to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com epic. That's wildgrain.com slash E-P-I-C. Or you can use promo code EPIC at checkout. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm.
the Zhijigin engages the trigger, but jerks wildly before firing. Fuck you, fucker! The wild jerk throws off her aim. The wild jerk is Izzy, on the ground, yanking at Zhijigin's ankle. The haw barrel swings down, a hand span from Izzy's terrified, stubborn, grooved face. Then I'm staggering, off balance and crumpling. The homesteaders are shouting, Izzy is dead. My vision doubles and blurs. I'm two seconds from losing consciousness. A concussion. Ven takes control. She pushes me to my knees, and I brace to meet the scarified Gigi Keen's next attack. But the attack doesn't come. She's dead. Splattered all over the inside of her battlesuit. My arc pistol shot from between the battlesuit layer bands and got her bare skin. She's dead, and darkness frays my vision. One more, darling. Releasing stimulants. <gasps> my vision snaps into focus. Two down, one to go. I crawl away from the dead Jujikin through the sandstorm toward the dying one, the man with the delicate face. I see the third one, with her helmet down, scanning for me. The dust is blinding thick, the ground, so I stay low, trembling, weak. Then I worm myself between the dying Zhijikin. <laughs> Too many drugs. Too many revelations. <laughs> the Zhijikin rakes the ground with fire, trying to flush me out. She finds her comrade instead, and now her eyes flash with anger. Good. She kneels beside the injured, delicate-faced Shishikin. If he survives, I will kill every homesteader present. If he dies, I will proceed to your valley and kill <laughs> I thrust my key stick up from beneath the dying Shishikin right through the woman's eye. She crumples to the ground beside me, and the other Shishikin gives one last gasp. Is it done? Shh, shh, shh. It's done. Sleep, darling, just sleep. I've got you. The planet is called Elam, though the official designation is the river is a mirror that flows through all our hearts, KHT 3382 Elam B, and... We've, we've already been through this. Well, you're effectively unconscious again. And that's your way of telling me by repeating planetary data? I believe that is known as a callback, in which... Oh, that's that's a joke? We are also in the crawler again. With Hester? She survived? Yes. Well, she's the only one who can drive this thing. She shot me in the back. Are you ready for a briefing? Uh, I'm ready for a little R&R. We accomplished three mission objectives. I can think of one. We know who we are now, at least in general. You're an antique heat ship... I'm your antique crew. Still no specifics? No, and I'm not sure we'll find any outside of my primary location. You mean the databanks of your crashed ship? Your lost body? Yes. Huh. If I'm not a scrubjack, why is this mark on my face? Well, the servants adopt terminology from historical military units, tribune, officiera, and so forth. They also adopt insignia like that on your face. Hmm. Second... My connection to my host is firmly established now. Oh, thanks, Sanso. She's not trapped inside her own hull anymore? Well, she's still trapped, but 
not in solitary confinement, not in distress. She's not alone anymore. However, we can't communicate. The data flows in one direction only, from us to her, and it is comprised almost entirely of sensory information. So she's locked inside her hull, but were her eyes on the outside world? Near enough. She, well, I, can survive much longer now without fragmenting, without decompensating. As long as we keep showing her the sights? That's the good news. Which implies you're about to tell me the even better news. Establishing the connection exhausted my resources, so I I didn't locate her. So we've got to find another crash site on a planet with thousands, and we don't have any clue where to start. We have one clue. Yeah? What'd you find? Nothing. You're the one who found it. Me? When? I discovered it in your memory while you recovered. Our third mission achievement. She replays my experience of being connected to her host. How I trunk to an ant on a craggy mountainside as a peak rose above me. A jagged monolith. That mountain? It's, it's, it's a real place. I, I didn't just imagine it. My host transferred that image to you. It's the last recording before her senses failed. Your ship is there. Your host is there on that mountain. I believe so. When we find that mountain, we find you. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll ask you, Lashiva, for maps when we get back. It's not that simple. What does that mean? Time to wake up. (gasps) I'm in Hester's crawler again. At least I'm not cuffed this time. I'm on a makeshift bunk in the cockpit, tucked beneath an ornate blanket as Hester drives across the wasteland, busy with the controls. Oh, no, she's busy embroidering while the autopilot drives. I'm in a medical gown, which makes sense, but Bonavent's weapon is tucked in a holster beside me, which doesn't, charged and ready and comforting in my fist. In case you want a shot at me. Tempting. Except I'm not angry at her for shooting me. I don't know why not. V, are you blanking my emotions? No. You're not angry because you would have done the same in her position. To protect the people that you love. Oh, bullshit. Ven does the equivalent of rolling her eyes. And I return the pistol to the holster. If you're tired of nutritional infusion, there's real food in the drawer. Uh, thanks. How do you feel? Surprisingly okay. Through the window, I see a brilliant goldenrod sky above rolling hills and gentle gullies. Lightning dances around a mesa that towers over the landscape. My own life-giving infusion. I like the valley better. Let's spend a few days sleeping and eating and sleeping. (laughs) Help the homesteaders with chores learn how to live again. How far is the valley, Hester? Two days. Two days? Behind us. And we're heading the other direction. When she turns to face me, she's wearing an eye patch. Embroidered, of course. You were keeping this a secret? I'm letting Hester tell you. What happened? Oh, Gigi Keen dropped a roof on me. I'm not as beautiful as I once was. That's okay. You still got a terrible personality. Where are we headed? Into the great unknown. After you handled the scrub jacks, Ellie Shiva dragged us to the valley for medical treatment. I've been unconscious for that long? Four days in a self-induced coma, running an internal recovery process nobody's ever seen before. Tell her it's a nanotech medical device. It's, um, nanotech trauma shit. 
And where'd you get your hands on that? All I know is it doesn't heal amnesia. That's your warware. Mm-hmm. So what happened? I recovered first. Well, to the extent you see before you. Homesteader medics don't stop prosthetic eyes. And, well, and Ellie Shiva told me I'm not welcome there anymore. In the valley? Yes. She asked me to leave. Why? Because I shot you in the back and gave you to the Scrubjacks. Great. Now I'm pissed. But for Hester, instead of at her. What were you supposed to do? That was your only play. I told her you'd say that, and she said we would take Lucan's opinion into account if it weren't worthless. So she'll face down battlesuits to save my ass, but doesn't care what I think. Homesteaders and Faith, what did I tell you? They think every life is precious. I hear you tore through the Scrubjacks pretty definitively. Yeah, I guess. Homesteaders aren't big on brutality, Lucan. So I'm not welcome either. You gotta pass this time. They don't think you know better. Then why am I here? Because you're a danger to the valley. Another containment team will roll up sooner or later gunning for you. So they sent me off with you. That makes sense. It makes extremely good sense. But they didn't send you. Huh? They wanted to keep you there. They don't care about risk. So I stole you away in the middle of the night. You... you kidnapped me? Goodness, no. You're free to leave. You just temporarily relocated me. Exactly. So, where do you want to go? Hargisa City? A reef town? Maybe the Slot Canyons? Anywhere I want. Just say the word. I gaze out the window, letting the stark beauty of this alien world wash through me. Through me and Ven, and into her host. First, we'll find the mountain. We'll reunite the broken parts of Ven's fractured self. And after that, after that, we'll... We'll find a cottage. In a meadow. With a view of the sky. You trust me now? Good, because Marigold Breach was only the beginning. We have so many more places to explore, characters to meet, and adventures ahead of us. So take a break, get a snack, and I'll see you again soon. You're listening to Marigold Breach, starring Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Marigold Breach is a Realm original production. Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Marigold Breach is a Realm original production, created and written by Joel Dane. Produced by Diana M. Foe, Fred Greenhalgh, and Haley Wagreich. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Executive producers Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Starring Jamila Jamil as Ven, Manny Jacinto as Lucan, Sarah Fazal as Hester, Stephanie She as Tribune Munka, Amin El Gamal as Sadia, Tiana Camacho as Izzy, Malik Berger as Alishiva, Rupert Degas as Documentarian, Soldier, and Scrubjacks, Nikki Endress as Odile and Gigi Keen, and Mary Westbrook as Commander Bonavent. Additional voices by the cast. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Audio editing, sound design, and mixing by Rory O'Shea. Original score and composition by Arun Groman. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Find more shows like Marigold Breach by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. Epic is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Faith McQuinn. Audio editing and original theme by Sam Bagala. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Epic by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. <laughs>